You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Oh, loudy. Oh, loudy. What is up, everybody? Welcome into a loser's lounge. <sighs> Just exhausted. Too exhausted to trombone. I'm hoping that if I... This is like a, when you're attacked by a bear. And if you Play make, dead. You just make no no sudden movements, no noise. Maybe it'll pass on by. You should see if you could do the whole show. Still as possible. Right, let's, stop. <laughs> let's see. I'm Cardboard ready. D-line. We just Nobody asked me any questions. Ask him anything. Uh, we're presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app. Not only did we lose tonight the game, but I also lost my bets tonight. Hell yeah, dude! That's the triple threat. Double it, threat. It really was a little bit of everything. Um, it I was lost a rough my one. Everything. I lost everything. I lost I my lost. pride. Oh, my uh, sense of self-respect. No, no bigger loser in the house tonight than our own Brendan. My brain. Uh, it's so true. This my is a rough brand. one here. Yeah, I don't have anything clever right now. You do have some uh, some liquor there, though. Cheers, guys. Therapy Lounge. <laughs> Therapy Lounge. We we're we're yeah. in a boat together tonight. Anybody who wanted the show to start a little earlier couldn't start until Brennan went over and cracked open a bottle of alcohol. <laughs> it was actually a real, too. Like, like he went over there, and it was like a real sad, but it wasn't like a joke. Like, hey, guys, I'm doing <laughs> what I'm doing. It was like a real, like, yeah. this yeah. is how Realization. much to take away the pain. It's yeah, a no, lot. It was, it was someone just got a divorce opening of a bottle. <laughs> definitely this definitely. is my nightmare <laughs> this is his nightmare well we got about 60 more minutes to go here so <laughs> buckle up oh, uh, okay, the is with us. It's right. that's right guys uh listen happiness is overrated anybody can be happy when things are going well i'm miserable i've never been sadder in my entire life but i have your friendship yeah. To get me through it. This yeah. is better than just going home, walking home in the rain. <laughs> hey, we suffer together, man. Everything. This is uh, this really uh, is uh, like a, uh, we reconvene here. We try to pick each other up. Yeah, dude. Uh, or or if, even if we don't, we just suffer together. We just like suffer in the same I actually vicinity. think I might try and just finish Brendan off. <laughs> like it's like, so close to the end. Just push uh, me off a ledge. Superstar Dev also a had friend. a rough night tonight. Just nothing but pain. <laughs> That's all we know is pain. <laughs> Things have not been going well for the Nuggets as of late, and I just don't like it. Painful. No, no it's painful. This is why that last game was – I mean, this was one – like, I, I honestly thought this was the toughest game on the schedule. Celtics have been playing phenomenally. You watch them tonight. Like, it's hard for you to talk, talk to yourself into the Nuggets being playoff ready when you see a playoff ready team, and that was the Celtics tonight. Their execution on both ends of the court, they know exactly who they are. Every player on that team knows exactly what their role is on that Every team. Every Celtic is good. Every Celtic Every is good. <laughs> the ball pops like yes, doesn't is. That's really not that great. <laughs> uh, they just they they just play that connected style. Um, shall I? Shall we head to the quick recap? What's this called again? 
I always forget. What is wrong with your you? segment? It's the called quick the recap. Quick recap. Yeah. The, the quick recap. Well, it's because it's in a circle. I can never read it. It's yeah, in a circle. There's three words to re- remember, so I understand. Right, well, I'm not blaming the design. I'm just saying it's, <laughs> I can't tell what's going on. The, the quick recap, as it's called, as it's become known. Um, Horford on Jokic. Robert Williams, the doubler. Mm. I'm telling you, man, there's smart coaches out there and there's dumb coaches out there. When I saw that be- to begin with, my I, I tweeted it out, but I also said it like, that's how you guard Yoke. You send a really long athletic body as the double guy and let the other, like maybe smaller or stronger guy just be on ball. And it, it worked. I mean, this was really good. Aaron Gordon picked up two early fouls. We're going to talk a lot about Aaron Gordon because this Nuggets team has two teams. The one where Aaron Gordon is like a, a uh, viewer, you know, just kind of like watching. And then there's the one where he's actually participating. He was both in this game, although one too late. But he picks up two really quick fouls. Uh, Davon rechecked in with eight minutes and 20 seconds to go. So it was three minutes, four, less than four minutes of Aaron Gordon in the first quarter. Then Robert Williams picked up two fouls. And guess what happened? Jokic started to eat. He scored half of his points in this three-minute stretch when Robert Williams went to the bench. He started going off. He was doing work on Horford. Um, T- Jason Tatum, it was really weird. I don't know if it's Denver's game plan, but they had boogie in the paint on pick and rolls with Jason Tatum. Like, I, think that was a mis- I think that was a miscommunication. It has to be because Jason Tatum got like three wide open looks. He only hit one, but one of them was right at the end of the third quarter and it pushed the Celtics up 33-27. to 27. It was actually meaningful to me because Denver, I thought, played okay in that first quarter and if you're down three or down one, it's not a big deal. You're down six. It's like, man, we kind of lost by a lot in that corner. And that, that three by Tatum really hurt. Second quarter, back and forth with the second unit. Nothing pretty bad. Malone challenged a Jokic foul early on on a made jumper. It was a very weird challenge because at best you save one point and one Jokic foul, but it's the second quarter. It was successful. Got the ball back. Uh, this was where the turning point began. Jokic gave up a lob on a slip. He just like lost. It was like a got caught on his heels. Robert Williams lob dunk then Jokic missed a floater that was kind of a weird shot well, Jokic had weird shots tonight he missed a floater and then on the other end Jokic missed a box out that went for a long rebound that turned into a three-pointer that was a five six seven point swing right there all on you know Jokic misses and two Jokic kind of bad plays and it spiraled into a 28 to 7 run for the for the Celtics that was literally the game Peyton Pritchard couldn't miss the Celtics as a team couldn't miss it was 68 to 43 at the half uh, the Celtics crowd was chanting MVP mockingly at Jokic. It was really the worst of all worlds in the Sick. third quarter. Michael Malone started the bench. He benched the starters, started the bench. It kind of worked. Like, you know, there was some energy. The bench played with pride, at least, to something the starters were not doing. Uh, and then we went to the Jokic boogie minutes, which was something we wanted to see, although not when down 25 points. Uh, but we got to look at that. Nuggets back and forth. Couldn't catch up. 98-77 Celtics. Nuggets starters kept playing. Like, Malone is like, now you've got benched, but now I'm going to play you into the ground. They kind of got some momentum going, cut it to 16. I actually believed for a second, Dev. I was like, you know what? I don't think they're going to win, but we're right there. Let's see what happens. But Jeff Green gave up an offensive rebound that was a putback. That was a killer. It's like, you got to stop. You're up 16. Now you're, now you're down 18. And then Barton got backdoored on the very next play, and Jokic got posterized by Jason Tatum, much to the uh, crowd's enjoyment, and that was the effective end of everything. My life, my excitement, my happiness, everything. I I witnessed Brendan Vogt's soul leave his body. Just kidding. He has no soul. 
<laughs> I wish I was even remotely surprised by this. <laughs> it was rough. I, uh, I mean, there was it was a night where it wasn't just the Nuggets losing. It's that there were all these little punctuation moments from oh, the yeah. crowd to oh, the yeah. dunks to the threes to this, the, the Jokic being completely off. It's just a little bit of all that. Dev, what's your big takeaway? I think my biggest takeaway is like um, these are the type of games that let you know exactly where the Nuggets are. So true. And why I, I feel agree. like um, Jokic also like it, it, he should be getting more credit than he deserves. I mean, than he gets like um, because that's a complete team. That is a team that have multiple yeah. guys that could get going at you know at, at all times. Jason Tatum went off. Um, you know. Jalen Brown went off. Everybody got going. Marcus Smart, everybody else knows what they're supposed to do because that's a complete team that looks like a, con a contender. The Nuggets are nowhere near that team right now. And it sucks because there's only 10 games left in the season. So if you want the Nuggets to be a contending team, these are the type of games where you look at it and you say, having a Jeff Green as a starter, it just is not going to work right, you right. know, in the long haul. Um, and that's why it's been so remarkable that – Jokic has them exactly where they are. I feel like this was a fatigue game for Jokic. He's had to carry the load for so long. Guys have started to try to figure out how to defend him in double teams. Like, I don't think there's an answer for Jokic, but for right now, this version of the Nuggets, there is an answer for them because you can double team. You can force it out of his hands and other guys have to make things happen. And we saw that early with trying to get Will Barton going early. Didn't work. You know, trying to get everybody else involved. And that's when Malone does have to make some makeshift type of decisions where he's trying to put the, the, the bench unit just to like give the like the other team under heel. So there's a lot of things to take for, away from that game, but like just like the difference between where the Nuggets are and where Boston is right now. Eric, I agree. I think this was a measuring stick game. Usually that means like a team's like, I want to see where we measure up. I don't think Denver wanted to see where they measured up, but I think Boston showed them anyway. Yeah, man, this was... Uh this was a t this was a game where you really really needed Nikola Jokic to be the MVP of the league, and he was. This was a not a good game by. It was him. a bad Jokic. This was a, a flat out bad one. This was a bad game by Jokic. Like I mean, I it pains me to even utter those words, but he was terrible. He missed everything. He was distracted. Like I heard it theorized that uh, maybe his trying to. Come back off of the road and having a screaming child at home maybe is affecting his <laughs> sleep. Like, I love that we're going here. Like maybe I don't, I don't like the I'm, cold barometric pressure like, because it was so. Bad. It was bad. It was so out of character. I mean, like he wasn't making good decisions. He was. He was missing bunnies. It, it was crazy. I mean, and and this is what actually. And, and the, the ironic thing is, it it shows you why he is the MVP because. Without Jokic's steady leadership, you just see what massacre. the rest of the team being in charge looks like. It's just, there's, there's no answers. Can I, my honest takeaway on that, because I think Jokic was really bad too, I give the Celtics a lot of credit. Sure. They are a great defensive team, and they have multiple good interior defenders, especially back to the best. Like, Horford's a really smart defender, especially when he knows he's got a full-time blitzer coming on. I mean, it's one thing to say, like, okay, can Al Horford guard Jokic one-on-one -on -one if you say nobody's going to help? Of course not. Right. But if you say that you absolutely are going to always have a second body there, Horford's very, very, very good and then knows exactly how to funnel. And Robert Williams is very, very, very good. And then on the weak side, they just have guys that know how to size up and do everything. So to me, yes, Jokic was bad tonight, and he missed some shots that I think he can make. But I give Boston a lot of credit because I think they – 
knew exactly what to do to this Denver team to, to make Jokic bad tonight. Both things are definitely true, but you start with Jokic, A, because we're the Denver people, but also because he's the best player in the world, and a big part of what makes that so is that typically, I know there are limitations with personnel, but you give Jokic four quarters to look at a defense and he starts to figure it out. Yeah. And tonight, he was he was rattled in that regard. Also compounded by the fact where tough, awkward floaters they may be, bad shots they may be for anyone else. That's Jokic's bread and butter. And he just missed them tonight. There were also opportunities where one-on-one, he tried to move a little quicker before the double team got there. Robert Williams was up for this challenge tonight, but also we've seen Jokic take advantage of those opportunities. Tonight he just didn't. So uh, you're right. I mean, we we talk about the Nuggets, of course, on this show. Sometimes you do got to look at the other side. Cleveland, Toronto, other good examples where you go, hey, good game plan, good execution. Still what felt like what was missing tonight was Jokic finding a way to go up and over that, which we're so used to now, and tonight it just didn't happen. I to me, there's a very troubling trend I've seen over the last several games, which is the teams that the Nuggets are going up against are absolutely selling out to right, yes. defend Jokic. Thank you. And there's no – what should be easily a punishable strategy is not being punished in the slightest. It's being rewarded over and over, and it's getting Jokic frustrated. Uh, he's trying to make passes that are getting stolen. Like, it's just – and it's such an obvious strategy. It's like, okay, cool. Uh what Jokic does is when you send the double, he finds the open guy. The open guy makes you pay. Like, not happening. Yeah. Not happening. I think more than just the guys not, you know, not making them pay with the wide open kickout, that bar is definitely true as well. I think more than that is if teams know they can pre-sell out, meaning like we right. could just keep the ball, keep him away from his spot so that there, it, it makes somebody else initiate. Right. And Denver is, I think, really struggling with that part. But that's the part that's so scary is, I've said this a couple like a couple weeks back and it's only bared it's become more and more true. I think teams just say like not make somebody else beat you as in let them get the ball to yoke and then make him force it into someone else's hands, but just don't let them get the ball to yoke. Yeah. Make somebody do else, do, else literally do anything else, run some make them post up uh Aaron Gordon, make them run Monte Morris to attack or Will Barton to attack and and Denver I think those guys are better at it than what they showed tonight, but Denver has spent the last two and a half, three seasons doing everything through Yoke. And those guys just, I don't think, are like, they haven't built towards that. They haven't built to where those guys can take advantage of it. Yeah, being reliant on Jokic so much, like it has its positives and it also has its negatives. Right now we're seeing the negatives because they are selling out in ways that we've never seen it and also ways that Jokic has never seen it, where yeah. two guys are on him at all times. They're shading him. And you'll see uh, there's, there's times that Jokic should get the ball and he'll go and score. But also, are you going to be able to keep doing that every single time? No, the Nuggets are not going to be able to do that every time. You could go, you know, back to you could just go back for the entire year. There's maybe one game where someone else like just won the game completely, but other than that, it's going through yoke every single time. So now I think teams are just like, "Hey, that's the formula. That's how you try to beat this team. That's what you got to stick to right. because it's not something that you could just repeat. It's not a cycle that just can keep happening. Jokic is going to score every single time. Right. And we've seen that with all of the greats, actually, like LeBron, like Kevin Durant. Like you're going to see it after a while. He's going to get his, but it's anyone else. And that's where it's becoming very difficult for the Nuggets because they have they have a rookie they're trying to get into. They have all right. these old vets. They have nobody that actually can – just destroy a game or just take over a game completely and that's where you miss Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. the most. Yeah. 
I, it kind of does remind you, like tonight's game reminds you a little bit of last year's Sun Series, where Denver was just dead in the water by yeah, half every yeah. single of the four games, in large part because it was a team that had kind of solved them. And tonight, and not just tonight, but to your point, Toronto, you know, there's been teams that have kind of just solved them in a way of like, not solved them as in it's hopeless for you to win, but in we know exactly the hardest way for you to get a win, and we're going to put you there. Listen, going back to that that deadline last year where I and many others felt like this team is more than good enough to win a title. Yeah. That was predicated on talent. And yeah. those, those five guys fit together really well. Totally. But the way we talk about Phoenix, Boston right now, over the last four years, we've never said that about Denver. They're not a relentless execution team. Oh, okay. They're, they're not. They've played connected. They've reached that level. I, I think they did for about the five. I mean, it's so hard to remember because those, those five guys. games. And, but and, and that's what was so encouraging because it about is, it. It is easier to uh, execute when the pieces all fit, when everybody is executing 100%. at the thing they're good at. But to see them lose some talent, yeah. they're not going to survive that the way a Memphis or Phoenix might. Right. right. They just don't have that raw execution mm. element to them. Some of it's what you brought up with the Jokic-centrics thing. But again, building your offense heavily around Jokic is not a bad idea. It just helps to have the rest of your talent as well. Of course, you have to. I mean, everybody knows Jamal Murray is sort of the counterpunch sure. to the main punch, and it works beautifully. It's like that. It's the total pick-your-poison between those two. And without it, yes, you had a great you have a great player in Monte Morris. You have Will Barton. You have these guys that can do things, but not at the level of it. Right. And you really start to see it here. The execution thing is interesting, though, because as much as I agree with you about offensively, I think Denver reached that for a very short window sure, at, at a point last sure. year. Defensively, especially watching right now, Denver feels more like a team that is right around Christmas or January uh, than they do a team that is 10 games away from the playoffs. We're talking about guys pointing at each other like, hey, was that you or me? Or did you rotate? Will Barton getting backdoored at the top of the key because he's ball watching. Like, that stuff to me is the stuff I look at and I go, Denver is so far away from being playoff For form sure. defensively. The scary part is it's multiple guys. Yeah. It's not just one or two guys. It's so many at the same time. It's even rubbing off on Yoke at, yeah. at times. Like You really can see like the issues on that end of the floor, and I think that that also comes on the offensive end. I think that the frustration on defense and letting, like if you look at it, the Nuggets are working hard every single time for a basket. On the other end, it's just like a mental lapse and it's an easy basket. So you're working hard on one end and putting all your energy into that. But on the other end, you're not getting that. Um, and then the communication is not there um, on top of just not having the same talent. So you have to execute. Right. You have to be perfect in these type of situations. And Denver, really, they, they're going backwards in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I love NBA basketball. I love the highs and the lows. This is as low as it gets. Uh, we were invoking the Smuggins name uh, three days ago. Three days ago? Yeah, remember? After, After the Philly win? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Is that what happened? Did you invoke Smuggins? I don't remember. I didn't do it, Did dude. you invoke Smuggins? <laughs> no. We read it. It was at Super Chat. Uh, what are you going to do, basketball gods? Stab me? <laughs> I know. What are you, you going to do? Deliver the worst game I've ever seen in my yeah, entire life? Baby. and. uh Physically hurt Brennan Vote all the while. The Celtics, I know this hurts to do. Celtics, I, I mean, I honestly believe this. I think they're the most playoff-ready team just in terms of are they at their ceiling. By the way, man, nobody likes a whiny fan. That's why everybody hates Yoke because Yoke's fans can be like very whiny in terms of like hopping in other people's mentions. I put out there, I said, I think Celtics are the most playoff-ready team I've seen. Suns were that way for most of the year until Chris Paul got hurt. Suns fans have been in my mentions since being like, we're actually 10-4 and four since the injury. I don't know if you know. Like, guys... 
You're not playing Freddie till you get Chris Paul back. I'm sorry. You're yeah, a good yeah. team. Like, what are we talking about? If you There's lots of good yeah. teams. You're not one of them Other until Chris Paul comes back. Like, yeah. Yeah. I hope you can. Like, if you can't see that with your team, then, like, come on. Like, that's just like someone saying, like, did you see how great the Nuggets were without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr.? Like, Man. we know that they're the best when they have their guys. Yeah. Like, that just makes sense. But when you even look at this game, and I think that's what's so scary about this Boston team. This was a game they cared about. Like, yeah. they actually were locked in. They actually had a game plan. Um, every single basket by Tatum, sorry. It seemed like it was personal. Every single one of them. Like, he's, like, in the crowd. He's trash talking. They're locked in on that defensive end. Uh, guys like Grant Williams is, like, blocking Jokic. And everyone's, like, as a team, they're just on the same pace. Like, they're, they're synchronized the entire time. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do. You don't see a lot of like smacking your lips in one place. No. And the one thing I learned is that Jason Tatum has seen around the association. <laughs> you think it would be hilarious if somehow his name just came up on a Google search and he's like, oh, let me watch this. Like, what? This guy says I'm, I'm putting a 40 on it. I was watching um, his Instagram and he, his son Deuce in a little Cardinals uniform. Looks, <laughs> it looks awesome. I'm like, what have I done? I, all, I, all I needed to do was hate the Celtics, but yeah. I made it about the yeah. coolest Celtic. Whatever. No, he's still, he's still over We have a lot more to get to, guys, on today's show. Um, we have a lot more. The Therapy Lounge is going to roll on for one more segment, including I got to call out one Joshua Cronky. Oh, I got to call out because there's few things that hurt me more than seeing a crowd no. going crazy for the opposing team. I'm going to talk about that on the other side. All right. Uh, well, listen, I can't imagine a better time to try to pitch watching Nuggets basketball, whether yeah. you're trying to catch the Nuggets or the Avalanche games, and them boys are on a roll. And by the way, plenty of time for the Nuggets to pick the vibes back up. You may have noticed it's difficult to do this year. It's a little bit easier since Avaka TV has gotten in on the game. They're growing constantly, adding new channels to their lineup, like most notably Altitude Sports. This service is available in Denver, Colorado Springs, Phoenix, Boise, Twin Falls, and Idaho. Shout out my Idaho Nuggets diehards. I Twin see Twin Falls and Idaho. Oh, it's Twin, Twin Falls, Falls City Idaho. in Idaho. Yeah, no, I get that when I read it critically. But uh, We should get a blank math and see if Vote can fill it out. Dude, the, uh, oh, I can't, bro. I can't. But this East is a Coasters bit, don't know the West Coast. And no. I don't know the East Coast, to be honest. Say, like, I'll yeah. screw up like, I don't New know Hampshire, the East Coast either, though, so. Vermont. I'll, uh, I'll screw them up, put them backwards. It's just Ron Burgundy, man. You put a question mark in this thing, and I'm, I'm asking a Even question. Alabama, Mississippi, I'll screw those two up if I'm not careful. You but know? shout out Ibaka TV, which is making it easy to follow these Colorado teams that you love. We've heard from a lot of, uh, a lot of reviews first-hand feedback people telling us they love this thing so how do you get it you go to avaca.tv slash dnvr it's only 25 dollars per month plus receiver no contracts no hidden fees doesn't that sound grand uh check them out you also might find yourself in need of a good alcoholic beverage right now because as my irish catholic father used to say there's no better time to drink than when you're really sad um <laughs> For you 21-year-olds out there, that's not true. Find a healthier relationship with it. Whether you're happy or sad, I can very um, humbly and, and with enthusiasm ask you to check out this Mile High City Copper Lager. The DNVR Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets-themed can. It's delicious, goes down easy, whether you're watching a win or a loss. Check it out from Breck Brew. If you want to try it, you can try it here. If you want to try it from the safety and comfort of your home, you can check out the Breck Beer Locator. Tell them where that home is, what you're looking for. They'll tell you where to go. Real convenient. If you want to order pickup or uh, delivery, yeah, from the farmhouse, you can do so. They're still available 
For pickup from 12 to 8 p.m., call 303-803-1380 from 12 to 8 p.m. for pickup. Use code DNVR to save $5. Hey, one of the best ways to support DNVR is by supporting our friends and partners like Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, back here, segment two. Um, I know we have a couple super chats. We'll get to those in segment three. Thanks, as always, for sending those in. Um, uh, there's some storyline. We're not going to go player by player. Why would we? Uh, all of them were bad. Sucked. Uh, bad. So, yeah. Sucked. But I do want to talk about <laughs> Michael Malone's decision to bench the starting unit. Did you agree with that decision? Yeah, I did in that. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's one of these things where you look at a head coach of an NBA basketball team and you're like, is, do, does it make sense for him to punish his team to make them feel bad and play better? Uh, which is kind of what he was doing. He was just obviously sending a message like, if you guys aren't going to play, then we're, I'm going to try and find somebody who will. Um, it seemed to work a little bit. And um, I don't know that necessarily the message was received, but it is. It, I at least appreciate that the coach is as frustrated as we are. It is actually trying to do something, you know. Jokic's sin tonight wasn't necessarily playing hard, even though I mentioned that sequence that really where the wheels came off kind of started with him, and he's the leader of the team. But there were guys on that first unit, you know, even Will Barton, like tonight, Will Barton did a bunch of really dumb things. His defensive, like, execution was atrocious, absolutely atrocious. atrocious. But he played hard. You know, Jeff Green, Aaron Gordon in that first half, especially in that second quarter, were just like, the urgency from those guys I felt wasn't there. Even Monte a little bit, the urgency wasn't there. Were you okay with, with Malone's decision to go with the bench? I just don't get it at the NBA level. Yeah. Um, it's not really convincing guys like, oh, we really need to play harder. Because, you know, we're not getting paid. Like, I just don't get what the, the mindset is. It's not like guys are on the bench. They're already spent. They're already it's later in the season. They're tired. And they're getting their ass whipped in the game. So it's not like they're, like, on the bench like, hey, I really we, – we, we didn't play hard enough or we got to do better when we get back in there or anything like that. Like, also, they knew they were going to play again. They were forced to have to continue to play. They were going to get another crack at it. And then it was just like offset. Like they put Jokic in first, then Aaron Gordon and yeah. him come in later. So there was no message that was sent. If if you're gonna if you're gonna bench him, bench him for the entire second half where they're like, okay, you know, I don't know. He this already benched him in the fourth quarter, though. Like he already did the Faku closes, though, and that's actually against Boston of all teams. Um, he's he's already done like some of this kind of stuff before. Gone with that second unit, you know, to close or whatever. I don't know. Um, I don't mind the benching. I do wonder, though, like, if it's effectiveness. Did you, did you think that benching <laughs> – did you think it inspired anyone? That, look, the second unit came out and played great. They played hard. Uh, and then when Jokic checked back into the game, you know, he played hard. And Aaron Gordon in, the, in the second – Aaron way. Gordon played really hard in that second half. Yeah. So the proof is a little bit in the pudding there because I'm yeah. with you. Like, I'm, I always hated these little, like – you know, existential things that coaches would do, or it's like, you know, and I, I think they're corny, especially for grown men. But tonight, I, they played harder. They were not playing hard in that second half, second quarter. Yeah, I'm going to throw an alternative take out here. Is it possible Malone genuinely viewed that as their best chance to win the game? It's possible. Three minutes of the bench plays hard, it given might the way been. the starters have played the third quarter he, over the last month. I don't think that's, that's not even devil's advocate. I don't think that that's off at all like i i think honestly he was like as opposed the to only just the only guys that are motivated tonight are the guys that yep. are trying to right. fight for their nba right. lives and prove themselves out there the starters are despondent they're they're like not playing together they're not making good decisions like whether they're tired whatever the case let's see if we can get something out of the bench i i 
I mean, I, I agree with you. I didn't think it was pure message alone I being sent to the Sardis. Because he did bring Jokic right back out. Now, J. Mike also appeared to get hurt, but all the same, you know, he dipped right back into the starter. So maybe he did see the life he wanted to see for three minutes, turn to his guys and say, follow that suit, let's go. And they, by the way, they did go on a little run. A yeah, little oh, bit tighter execution, maybe that's a That's game. why I say, I think the proof's in the pudding. They did play better. Yeah. Like, it, they played better in the second half than they did in the first half. Now, what I will say is, I don't think you can make a coaching mistake when you're down 25. When you're down 25, like, at that point, you're not really harming. Your odds yeah, of winning are 0.5%. Did they go down to 0.4? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. There, there is something funny to me, though, guys, about to, to Devin Adams' point about whether or not you like it. It's kind of hard not to roll your eyes at it. This is a professional team that cannot find the time to practice, but, yeah. the, head, but the head coach is going to dig as deep as he can into his high school basketball purist, like, you guys are all out of here. Like, it may have worked. I'm not saying it was a bad choice, but there is something a little bit of, like, there is a small element of what are we doing here yeah. to it. I d- but I kind of like, I mean, just the, I guess the, uh, just the fan in me likes seeing a little, like, fuck you. Try something. Like, just fuck you. Yeah, Take, yeah, just yeah. sit out. Like, you're not doing it. Like, fuck off. Like, what, yeah. what are you wasting our time here? You know, like, penalty, or, like, whether you're being penalized or not, whether you take this uh, deep into your heart and you analyze and look in the mirror based on the fact that you were uh, benched, it's like, I don't want to see you out there right now. It's like making me sick. Yeah. I, I actually don't mind it. I really don't. I was so disgusted with that second quarter and just the effort that, to me, there was nothing that, that would have made it, you know, wouldn't have made it okay. I will say, you know, not to single anyone. Nah, I don't want to single anybody up. I don't want to single really? anybody up. Yeah, I didn't want to single Tonight, up. everyone was so bad, was so including bad. Jokic, yeah. that it's not that there aren't valid points about any given guy. It's just, it's hard not to see it as like, everyone's going to look at their red herring tonight. And totally, go, totally. That guy was real bad, but yeah. it was a collective. You know, you know who blew it tonight? Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I'm like, yeah, listen, a lot of the usual suspects were particularly bad, but it's kind of hard to circle that when Jokic himself didn't even play yeah. well. So. Um, the crowd tonight was the worst part. I can't believe in a game in which the Nuggets got absolutely demolished. I think about our poor friend Flo, who sat in this very <laughs> chair just two days ago, excited, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed about getting to go to Ball Arena, the mecca of his beloved Denver <laughs> Nuggets for the first time. And what does he see? A complete takeover by Boston Celtics fans. Now, people have to understand, especially people not from Denver, have to understand one important piece of context. Denver is an incredibly popular city. It kicks ass. People here are nice. It's dope. It's awesome. It's a beautiful state. Everything here is dope as fuck. And the city of Boston is one of the worst cities in all of the world. <laughs> like, one of those, one of the world's places. Like, absolutely atrocious places. I'll that. Honestly, yeah. like, Denver is so much <laughs> California... Which, like, I'll say a bunch of bad things about California and, like, some of the soul center. <laughs> At least it's, like, it's like closer to Colorado than, like, the East Coast is. The East Coast is completely different. Chicago, which I love as a city, but it's miserable weather. And then Boston, which is the combination of the worst people in every sense, the coldest place to live on Earth. Uh, and, and so you get a lot of people that are transplants here. But I'm not blaming just the way that transplants work. I mean, the way that the East Coast has flooded into our city. I put more blame personally on this because it's growing. The Celtics have always had a crowd in, in Denver, like a little one, it's over the last 20 years. But it's growing till tonight where you look at it and you're like, they're openly mocking Nikola Jokic. Every time he touches the ball, the crowd is, ch- is like mocking him. It's that bad now. And I blame this solely on the feet of the cranky, cranky crime family because <laughs> it is a crime what they have done to the city nice. of Denver, making crime it... Family. I'm serious about this, though. I've talked about it a lot about what you owe when you're a billionaire and you own a team, what you owe to the city. 
the fact that the Nuggets have the worst television ratings by a mile now of anybody in, in all of the NBA, and that they are, their MVP, the gift that they're supposed to be sharing with the city gets openly mocked on our own home court. To me, I look at these things and I say, F you. That F you because you put us, as Denverites, you put us through this, and it's only getting worse. You've... There's no marketing and branding around this team. There's nothing like there's not there's no effort to make the Nuggets a thing in this in this town. Yep. And they're not even on television. I'm sorry. That there should be pitchforks and torch and what is it called? Not torch. Yes, and torches. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You're looking for the second half of the word you already completed. I was like torches. That's the top really, torch. Uh, yeah. Taco really, that that really took the the. the Power Let's all get our torches. You know, that's not right. <laughs> that didn't feel like a home game. Like at it wasn't all for the it Nuggets. Wasn't. Like, really, that felt like an away game. They brought the crowd into, you know, a place that you're not able to even watch the games. Like, you know, so if you look at it from Flo's sense, then he's he's he gets to watch the Nuggets through us. So he finally gets to go in person, and he sees. That there are people in the crowd, but it's not the same people. Right. So now it looks even crazier, you know, for a person that has not been to a Nuggets game. Because, you know, we've covered, we've been there, we know what it looks like. We're prepared for that type of environment. To go into, um, to be around the home crowd and around, around people who like the same team and the same level that you do, and to be from another country and see it with the away team, that yeah. has to be, like, mind-blowing. Yeah. That does suck. And Go, go ahead, Eric. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, uh, I lived in Boston for four years. It's pretty. It's a good place. It's not. It's not a good, good place. Uh, I enjoy not a good it. place. Um, it is really. I mean, it is. Uh, th- this is the chickens coming home to roost. I actually play Comcast more than I blame the Cronkies, but I I do blame the Cronkies in what you're saying about the outreach part, the advertising part, the making the Nuggets a uh, just a a constant visual thing that you see all around the city where there should be giant billboards of Nikola Jokic. There should be uh, murals of him all over the place that have been. Uh, <laughs> but hold, on, hold on. Hold on. One thing about it. Cause you blame Comcast. Here's the thing. I blame Comcast for the, for the, uh, but, but here's the thing about the dispute. Two thirds of people in Denver have Comcast. So if you just say, okay, let's triple that number that we saw, you know, like say like sure. they had it, they would triple it. Cause we're only losing two thirds. It's still the Nuggets would still be like the fifth worst viewed organization. So to me, that it is a big part of it. But what I'm saying is like you're only cutting out two thirds of the audience. But even with that, they would have been terrible. This is a systemic thing since the Cronkies have owned it of the brand losing power in Denver. And again, some well, of this is natural forces of the last 20 years has just seen an incredible. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't completely agree with that because I, they rebranded the team. There was there's been excitement around the team. They have gotten to be to be more pervasive That's a around low town. Bar. I mean, everybody rebranded. Literally, everybody rebranded when Nike took over. Well, not not their like foundational brand. They didn't. Not everyone changed their logo. Not everyone. I'm just saying, like. But I agree with you in that they started the job, but they've not finished the job, and they've not. Uh, been attentive enough to what it is they have. They've not honored the fact that they have such a transcendent player in Nikola Jokic, and um, it's honestly something that Denver should feel the most pride about right. uh, in athletics. Uh, it, and I mean, for me, it's like very, really simple. I mean, I just look at the fact that Nikola Jokic plays for my basketball team in my town. I just, it just like swell, like my heart just swells, like just with that very thought. Um, and it should be something that everybody feels. It is super frustrating. The one thing is, is like, 
when you do move from a place like Boston or the, all of the take the L on the way out cities, the Los yeah. Angeles, whatever, it's like you get one time a year to go to see your your team. So yep. they you, they circle that. It's a big deal. Yep. Um, so that's always kind of why that happens. It it does suck that Denver is just a place that everybody comes to because they are you know trying to escape the miserable miserable East Coast as you point out. Um, it's. I mean, it sucks. You know, there's nothing better than when the Nuggets then are able to quiet that that number of people. Do you think this is a f- oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say my perspective from when I first got here, it was really bad. I mean, the cultural footprint could not have been any smaller. The home games were away games. The fan vote has a hard time finding fans. Yeah, yeah, that was like a real thing. Um, <laughs> and it was a cheap ticket to come see your. Like Eric was saying, like. Oh, I'm a Boston fan. I get to see Tatum tonight. Like, I'm going to go. That's when I got here. That's how it was. And that, to me, was the product of a half a century of just a shit product on the court. With all due respect to the good teams that cropped up, the history of the Nuggets and Nug Life, well documented, we all know. It was getting better. It was growing as the team was growing. I saw more people in Nuggets jerseys every day. They had the best player in team history, and people were responding. And this is why I think you're 100% right, because it was growing, and it was growing, and then it nosedived. And what was the cutoff? When the Cronkies stopped giving a shit about putting this team in front of people. And so, and the point you've made about this for a couple months is it's not just the attendance thing. I mean, why, why can I go a city block without seeing some mention of the Nuggets or right, Jokic. I right. shouldn't be able to. In other cities, I wouldn't be able to. And we certainly know that they can afford it. Cry me a river with the pandemic. So these elements do feel under their control. The Nuggets fans who get bashed for this, they were responding to a good product and then it was taken away from them. And so I do blame the Cronkies. I also, I mean, like, I don't think Yoke thinks on this level, although I hope somebody asks him. He has not yet gone to the podium and I hope one of the reporters there asks him about the sensation of being at home and being mocked by the crowd around you. Because I have to imagine if I'm Yoke, I'm like, F this. This is bullshit. What am I doing here? <laughs> I don't think he cares about those things, thankfully. But to me, it is like a, one of those things where I, I just think about like that. That's got to be miserable. But I do blame the Cronkies. I want to have Josh Cronkie on the show, but I can't in good faith ask that. Usually I'd be like, you know, I try to I try not to hold like people like beat up on them like in person or this or that. Like, I respect their time. We ask him, you know, there's places to ask him questions. I couldn't have Josh on here and not ask him about the Comcast thing. I but couldn't have him on here and ask him about, like, how do you feel about this? Do you, do you, does that hurt you the way it hurts me? And if not, do you think it should? I would want you to ask that question if I saw that interview for two reasons. A, someone has to. He wouldn't to. come on because of that. No, I know. And I That's get what I'm that. saying. I, I, and I totally know what you mean. And yet there is, we have come on here and talked about the feeling that maybe Josh takes more pride in this than Stan does. And I want it, you know, I. I kind of do wonder that, and then that's why this question needs to be asked. You're right, we would never get that chance, but hey man, don't you sense this opportunity? Don't, yeah. you, don't you want to take a hold of this? Because I see Josh in the in the boxes, I see Josh Karen, I saw him creeping into that press conference in a in a take that L on the way on the way out right. shirt. I think Josh wants to care, but now this family needs to put their money where that mouth is, and there's a lot of money. Don't ever get it twisted. There's a lot of money there. Yeah. The Nuggets are just so cool. You're selling the coolest thing in the city, and somehow I can't do it. I just, that's just, it just, it doesn't sit and right with Avalanche me. Avalanche, too, by the way. And the Habs, too, by the way. The Habs are also, also like maybe the best team in the world. Supremely dope. Yeah. Uh, are there any other angles you want to take with this one, uh, with this loss here? I mean, here's the angle I'll take. The Nuggets are now, 
it's funny. I had somebody write me the other day saying, you said the Nuggets could never fall to the plan. It's the opposite of what I've been saying. I've been sitting here looking at the standings going like, hey, man, I'm kind of worried about this. In fact, my colleague, friend of the show, Matt Moore, has been the one that's like, don't worry. You're over worrying. You're over this. I'm watching it. I'm like, hey, here they are. As of right now, they sit in the seven seed. That is the play-in. Um, that has them facing up against the Los Angeles Clippers. Almost certainly the Clippers are going to be the eight. So now it's just about being the seven. Does this... Um, the Nuggets MO in the Jokic era, Game 7, Game 82, just always comes down to the wire. Is this just like, should we be not be surprised by this, Dev, that it's just <laughs> the Nuggets always do this? They always make it. It's going to come down to the last game, maybe the last shot. Yeah, no, this is, this is who the Nuggets are. This is what we've grown accustomed to and what it's been like since we've been here, especially since they've been winning and getting to the playoffs. It comes down to your backs against the wall. You have to fight for your entire season right now. And that's what we've seen every single time. So, I mean, you have to buckle up for this type of ride. This is a big, big part of the season. Um, you want to be playing meaningful basketball going into the playoffs because you want to be prepared for those moments. Um, so, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it's also not a bad thing. Like, you just have to just ride with it. You have to stick with it. And also, they still have the best player in basketball, and I feel like he's going to, like, lead the way. Eric, we've seen Jokic play his best. I, I think back to game 82, but if you remember, they went on a six-game win streak leading into that with Jokic playing the best ball at that point of his career. Yeah, I mean, 10 games, it's a little bit longer of a sprint, but it's still a sprint. Uh, I mean, this is, this is a confluence of about six different things coming together that make it feel... Uh, this is a never too high, never too low moment. I mean, we, we are feeling exquisitely low because yeah. that was as bad as it gets for about seven We just reasons. all got our ass kicked. We yeah. just got, dude, the Denver Nuggets got their ass kicked. The De Denver, the city got its yeah. ass kicked. DNVR is in the process of getting its ass kicked. Um, it sucked. That totally sucked. Does it mean that the Nuggets are uh, no longer worth paying attention to and they are going to fall into the play in and we shouldn't love them anymore? No, it does not mean any of those things. It just, this sucks, man. Sometimes games suck. And uh, Jokic looked tired to me. You know, th th there's like a lot of things you can look to and be like. There is a little treat for you in Around the Association. We'll what? get there when we get there. But just a, a treat little, for me in Around? A small treat for you. Is it a, a Reese's, treat. is it a Reese's Pieces? Is that I, the, is Reese's Pieces better than Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Let's finish no, the draft. No, but it's, it's smaller. It's the little treat. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's hit a break. On the <laughs> no. other side, though, we'll get to some super chats. We'll hear from Harrison Wind, who's live at Ball Arena. Uh, and I can't wait to get his report tonight, man. I can't wait. It's going to be an excellent, well, excellent might not be the right word. It's going to be a very uh, I hope noteworthy. He, I hope he blows us off. Yeah. Uh, we also have the king of the game, though, real quick. We have to, as we always do, hand out the DraftKings oh. king of the game. And this one was <laughs> Nug Life. This one was Nug Life. Uh, no, no, we could not, in good faith, hand it to a single individual. Instead, we had to give it to all of us. Blown out at home by the Ooh. goddamn Celtics. God, we're, I hate the Celtics. We are a country with no king. We are a country, though. Oh, man. Oh, no, guys. Oh, no. What happened? Uh, hey, the premier Colorado dispensary is Lightshade. They have 10, soon to be 11 locations. I prematurely said it was 11. I got scolded by Go. Parker. It's still 10, but that's a lot of locations. And here's the cool part about the light shade locations. It doesn't matter which one you go to. If you use promo code DNVR, you're going to get 25% off your entire order. And Eric, I love promo codes. But sometimes I'm like, man, that's a great promo code. When do I use it? When do I take advantage of right, it? Right, sure. Like, when do I cash this thing in? When am I going to do it? What, what about every time? What the H? Every single time you come in. Holy so listen, smokes. Kids, actually, been over this. <laughs> Adults, if you like pot, go to Lightshade and use promo code DNVR. They're going to get you 25% off your pot. 
That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, you know, I've heard, I've seen some people say that they've gone in and tried to use it, didn't work. You just have to. Not everybody. Lightsheet has a lot of employees. You just have to be consistent. Say DNVR, and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Say DNVR, get the manager. They get you the twenty five percent off. I, I promise you. Uh, also, the Colorado uh, XOs. Are they the XOs or the Raptors? No, they are the Raptors. Raptors. The Colorado Raptors are no longer the Colorado XOs. Um, I should probably put that on the sheet. Uh, but listen, they are a actually a really cool experiment that you could check out at Glendale, Colorado, which, if you didn't know, is Rugby Town, USA. Uh, one of the very best spots to get into the culture and the game here in the United States, a surging, growing rugby culture, and the heart of it is right here in Colorado. They've also got a team composed of some crossover athletes. They came together looking for a new challenge after success in their respective sports, and I'm talking all over the field of athletic competition. Now they're trying out rugby, and they went five and five in their first year. They wanna see you out there at Infinity Park in Glendale for the upcoming season. You can get free tickets at their website, and if you want to know more about the game, check out the DNVR Rugby Podcast, hosted by the King Colton Strickler. Saw him at the bar the other night. It made my entire night because he's really cool. And he does a very good job of reaching out to laymans like me, like D-Line, I assume, who don't necessarily know the game of rugby very well, but are trying to understand it better uh, while doing a good job of appealing to the diehards as well. Get your rugby game up and do it with the DNVR Rugby Pass and check podcast and check out our friends at Glendale, the Colorado I think, Raptors. Uh, Will Barton would be good at rugby? Nope. I think Will Barton would maybe, get hit one time. Maybe try, try his hand at a different sport. <laughs> He's rough, man. I'm not, Barton's killing me, man. He's killing me. He's really killing me right now. Turning into uh, one of those guys with the sunglasses. Um, all right. We got some Super Chats coming in. What do we got? Who wants to read Super Chats tonight? Molly. Oh, Molly. Balls, balls. Super Suffer Chat, my friends. Still here, but it's starting to hurt. That's a good one. Suffer Chat? It is a Suffer Chat, man. Might be... uh, I'm telling you, man. This is what life is really about. Suffering together. It really is. I'm telling you. Why are we... I have it on good authority. Do other people who aren't into sports just... They still enjoy suffer. things together. They still suffer. They do. They just not just not together. Yeah, yeah, in different ways. Yeah, you <laughs> suffer yeah. in different ways. Have, have you guys ever seen? Do you guys know David Goggins? You know, no, he's huh. like a motivational speaker. I know Walter but Walter Goggins. You no, you don't know David. I think that's his name. David Goggins. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. He's the guy. Like uh, he was like a Navy SEAL. He's at all this oh, stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he's always just yelling. He's yeah. like, yeah, he's like hilarious, but he's all about it too. Like I, I actually think there's something to it. He's, he's always very, talking uh, about Mamba screaming mentality. at his inner bitch. Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's yeah. He uses a little bit more colorful <laughs> language. And also, his <laughs> life seems pure misery. But somehow he's like, right. he's like a masochist now. He like loves his like extreme like, training. I feel like at the end he'll be like. Maybe you should have smelled a few flowers along the way. Like, <laughs> maybe maybe should, yeah, maybe in. it shouldn't have been f- pure pain. Maybe I should eat uh, a Reese's Pieces every now and again. He's always doing the videos where he's running. He's like, the thing I learned. <laughs> so he's like, like 100 miles into a jog that day. <laughs> you have never say no. All right, what else we got? Anyway, we suffer together. Big Josh o- says. Big away crowd at ball hurts my soul through the TV. That hurt. It hurt, man. It hurt. I love my city, but I I mean, we take some L's. I mean. We take some real L's sometimes. Just to be clear. There were way more Nuggets fans than Celtics fans, but the Nuggets fans had nothing to cheer for. Yeah, that's part of it as well. And it it, it just, you know, it, it cascades. It, it multiplies. Then you start to feel they, they get emboldened. People from Boston are inherently assholes. It is 
the the term is masshole. Everyone calls everyone from Massachusetts a masshole because living in Boston is warfare every day. You against the elements and all the other people that live there. Yeah, it's definitely a type of place. So then, like, when yeah. you move to a place like Colorado, where uh, we're too human nice beings here. are we're too nice. human beings are considered and life is nice, uh, you just come in like a uh, hardened criminal. Uh, let it's a out. real adjustment. I know, and you just get let out in like a daycare, and then you just like start screaming yeah. at children, picking everyone's up kids like, and shaking. Yeah, dude, everyone's like, like relax, what? chill out. And you're like, fuck you, and you're like, oh, jeez, all right, whatever. Yeah. It is running the DNVR Nuggets account. There are certain fan bases the Nuggets lose, and they just. Co- I haven't even mentioned their team once all night, and they're just. Fuck you, we're better. <laughs> You're like, I forgot that's the whole state of being. <laughs> that for, is the state of being. Yeah, you just down. wake up that way. All uh, right, what else we got? Thanks for the catharsis, guys. P.S. Screw Boston. That's my favorite. That's my energy job. right there. Man. Screw Boston, man. Screw him. I'll say it if anyone wants me to say it. He's still overrated. Uh, okay. Ben Mack says the next time the Celtics are in town, we need to do a bus takeover that night. We need to bring the noise. Not a bad idea. We have to take this into our own hands. Can we, we bust 36,000 people over? I know. we got to make it the biggest one ever. That's what we got to do. Is <laughs> Again, uh, and, and, while we're talking about it, there is an, a ticket that we need to sell for our friend Haley. Nobody DM'd any of us tonight for well, I don't know. Nobody DM'd This is a rough anything. sell right now. Like, nobody <laughs> DM'd. You're, you're not wrong. You know what? It's a really tough sell. Like, who wants to go? <laughs> Eric's giving away his ticket. <laughs> no, I'm like, also, up for sale, this seat on this fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? Oh, a two-parter. Morgan, he says, as a Colorado native, a minority in my own state. These games make me sick. <laughs> Only game I made this year was Chicago. Game like that was different when the team was trash. Shaw, LFG party bus, OKC going down. Hell yeah, that took a real turn. I love that, there. dude. Morgan, what a yeah, wow! Well, right? I was up now. Was a downer for a while, then it came around. It's like hell yeah, we're gonna show. There's gonna be no Oklahoma City people in the game. He got us. Oh, it'll be all us. We got Morgan, another one. Morgan back in. He's back in. He says. Corporations, billionaire fighting, Denver, Denver suffers. suffers. It's so true. Tale is it's old so as time, we, but, but Denver suffers together. Together. We two suffer together. We're in this although. muck together. Sadly, all those Boston people, they leave the arena. They're also Denverites now. Like, they're also. That's the uh. thing that's the worst. They're like, I love Colorado. I'm practically a native. I've lived here six like, years. I'm going to go take advantage of that discounted light shade. <laughs> light shade. I can't wait. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. the DNVR Nuggets. Big Celtics fan. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right, what do we got? Rayvon says, I was here for Fareed Hicks in front courts. I'll wake up tomorrow with the rest of my Nuggets life to live I and give it my one, all. Man. Let's go, Ray. Ray, that's why you're the king. Dude, that is why you're the, the king. You bring up J.J. Hickson, my leader boy. The, the, the leader <laughs> of the chat. My boy, J.J. <laughs> you were here. You're, you're a true one, then. <laughs> you were a true, you're a true uh, one. Uh, by the way, to C.J. who keeps trying to figure out who the girl is that's talking, I don't know, I guess. Guess your girl's up here on the show with us, oh. CJ. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> All right, we got him. There's like a dork in there talking shit. Is that what's going on? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Jose says, there's a reason we call them assholes. Can't stand Boston fans. It's and because they are assholes. They're just assholes. They're that just part's assholes. real. The Mass nice holes. ones, the good people, Mass still holes. assholes. Well, it's funny because people in like Connecticut and Vermont and... New Hampshire, which Adam cannot pick out on a map. I also, can pick it out. I just can't tell which is which. Like that's, East, the same, West, that's the same tomato, as not potato. being able to pick out. Um, 
they all call them assholes while not getting the joke that they are also that they're also there. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Did you say tomato? Tomato <laughs> potato, man. Just, yeah, it's like yeah, it's the same. That's right. It's the same. No, the he's same. got it right. <laughs> uh, shall we go around the association? Let's uh, go. Uh, Something's got to make us. How happy did the Celtics the play tonight? Remember those happy Celtics, days? Yeah, those, those ones. All right, around the association, we start. The Golden State Warriors lost to the Spurs shortly after. I mean, I guess they don't have Steph Curry. Shortly after Draymond Green declared that they were going to win a title, you know what happened to the Warriors? They they went full smuggets. Yeah. Whatever the Smorriors are, they went. They got their guys back for one game. <laughs> they, they got their guys back for one game. Declared that they were going to win. The, not that we like feel good. We have a chance. They said we're going to win the championship. Next game, Curry got hurt, and now they lost to the Spurs, who are tanking. Draymond Green actually got ejected from this game pretty early on, too. Really? Yep, yep. And they also lost on a buzzer beater. At the free throw line. Um, wow. So DeJounte Murray kind of grabbed the rebound. Keldon Johnson grabbed it out of his hand and just threw it up. Oh, and wow. it just kind of went in on the actual buzzer, like at like 108, 108, or wherever the case may be. Poor Warriors. Uh, the Raptors beat the 76ers 93-88. to 88. Listen to that score. My Low God. Score. Hey, I'm telling you, there's something here. So you guys saw the Celtics beat the 76ers by 50 points earlier this year. Did you see that? Nuggets only lost by, what, 30? Hell yeah, Hell dude. yeah, take that, Joel. <laughs> take that, Drew Hanlon. Like, beat you by 20 points. The Celtics, I think there is something to these teams, the Raptors, the Celtics, that, like, if your best players are big, they just have so they have guys that can guard it. They have a system that can guard it. The like Cavaliers too. They Cavs. have size. They know what they have. There's so a, a Seventy Sixers lose tonight. They might actually suck. That win the Nuggets got against them might actually be a bad win. <laughs> they might just be a bad team, which I'm okay with. I'm all right with. Uh, the Jazz beat up on the Knicks, one hundred eight to ninety three. The Knicks suck. Donovan Mitchell went off, thirty six points, eight rebounds, six assists. Our boy played in this one. Wancho, by the way, man, did he actually, start? Let's t- let's take a timeout. Have you guys been scrolling the timeline Dude, and just there seeing? There was a lot of Wancho <laughs> There was a lot of Wancho tonight. <laughs> they love Wancho. Uh, hey, it sucks. How come we can never get anything nice? Because I want Wancho to thrive. This is mean, not in goddamn Minnesota, not, not in, in goddamn Utah. Like, I don't want him thriving there. <laughs> no, the only the, the one nice thing we have is the greatest player to ever play basketball. That is the one. Beyond nice that, thing. I beyond that, just, like, just, uh, yeah, other than that, though. <laughs> but Wancho, I mean, what are, are you guys here for? The one? I mean, I saw like Tony Jones tonight tweeting out like, you know, his length is going to come oh in valuable God. in the playoffs. And I'm sitting here like, they they're they're drinking the Wancho Kool Aid. You should send him your own AG graphic cycle with oh, Wancho, yeah. just your custom made Yo, analyst Wancho. Cycle. Maybe we should circle back to AG because I got some takes, man. But uh, we'll, we'll circle back here in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> the Phoenix Suns beat the Kings tonight in overtime. Devin Booker went for 31 points. Uh, Phoenix Suns fans, in my mentions, complaining they don't get enough respect for their overtime win against the Kings. <laughs> Nobody has a take. No, no, we're too de- we're down too bad. To- I can't even slander another team. It just feels like uh, I don't I care. I just <laughs> yeah, like what am I supposed to do? Uh, the Thunder nothing. and the Magic. I did not watch this game. I don't know a single thing about it, other than the score was ninety to eighty five. You know what that was? A double munder? A tank off. That was a double munder, but that was t- I don't I didn't watch the game, but I could tell you that was two teams trying to lose. And I know they're pissed off. The Magic are pissed off at Wendell Carter. He had 30 points. They're like, "Come on, <laughs> bro." You know, yeah, he walked back to the locker room like, "You guys gave him my life. Hey, you guys need to amp up here." They're like, "Come on, bro. Did you not see what this was? You idiot." Moron. Uh, the Pelicans beat the Hawks 117 to 112. The Pelicans also like it's crazy. That play-in, 
Pelicans, man, they might they they might climb out of it. They honestly might. They've been playing so great. They're playing connected. They're a good story. And they got their guy, Jose. What's his name? Do you know? It's like Jose. Ald, Alder. Ald, yes. Oh, Alvarado. 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 Oh, Jose Alvarado. And I can shoot. And I can, I yes, I can oh, shoot. Yes, I can. Yeah, that one's good. It's a great I, this, I actually kind of hate this guy. He kind of reminds me of Della Vadova. He's one of these like flash in the pan guys that next year he You just they, hate short people. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's starting to say. Adam, Adam just hates yeah. try hard. Oh, these poor guys who have to play hard because they're not big enough. It's so true, uh, man. Be short no, but did you see he had a play tonight where he was standing out of bounds, crouched, and then they like, you know, just casually inbound it, let it bounce or whatever, and he sneaks in and gets it against the layup. It's just like he's one of these guys. They're gonna hand him a big contract. He's gonna suck next year. That's my prediction. Hell yeah, dude. That's that's uh, peak around the association analysis. Thank you. <laughs> he's uh, good now, but he's going to suck later. That's once they sure. give him that contract, I'm telling you. Uh, Grizzlies Rockets. The Grizzlies beat up on the Rockets, 122 to 98. Bain went for 24 points, five rebounds, seven assists. Your guy, my guy. Every dude, time me, I bring him up, it hurts. Well, me, yeah, me and vote. The lone passengers here on the Bain train are just forced now to be run over by that very train every time we go around the association. Turns out we were molded in the darkness. <laughs> I know. It's all we've ever known. Oh, is that Batman? Yeah. Hell it's yeah. It's a bit of a stretch the way I used it. Yeah, but. it is a weird one. But you know what? You got it in there. <laughs> um, the Blazers successfully tanked against the Pacers, 129 to 98. Where was this joy that you were going to bring us? Did you the treat? Yeah, well, where's the treat? Oh, did you go over Joel Embiid's line? Oh, oh, oh. no, I guess we didn't. We'll treat go back because nobody cares about that other one. It's All right. a legit treat. Treat they, me. They lost. I and Joel this. Embiid played we, as bad as Yoke. We Hello. feel really bad because Yoke just had a true stinker tonight, guys. He did not show out. Joel Embiid was six of twenty from the floor. Jesus. Two assists and one turnover. How many points though? Twenty-one. Like, yeah, eleven free throws. Confusingly, yeah, twenty-one. Eleven points. free throws, but six of twenty from the floor. Oh, so that boy. helps. <laughs> That was pretty good. Little, Giannis, little Giannis little has been like not playing, and he's going to get the MVP just out of default. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, be okay. Did you guys see the image? Or did you see the uh, video of Nurkic throwing the guy's phone? Oh man, you should send <laughs> you, that to Kale. You, that you should send that to Kale. That was great. Nurkic today got upset. I, well, I can't wait to find out what it was about. Uh, hopefully, it wasn't anything too nefarious. Uh, but he did pick on it. it looked you like, know what? First I kind of hope it is nefarious. I don't. Oh, here it is. Check this out. We have it on the screen here. He walks up to this Pacers fan, grabs his phone, throws it in, and then, and then stares him down. Here's what. First of all, that guy is holding a beer. Yeah, how old is this That person? dude's like 16 years old, man. Yeah, and he's on. trash talking him back, though. He's not afraid at all. What's Nurkic going to do? This though? is Punch the him, like? opposite of uh, DeMarcus Cousins and James Harden. Like, somehow the little guy is laughing at the big guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what he said, and I don't want to get into it, so I'm, I'm no, going no, no. to be careful until I the most important my foot in my... Part of this is what you brought up. Did... did Nurk is just getting the face of a child. <laughs> Did a child get his hand on a beer? There's or is that the youngest looking 30 year old of all time? There, this might be the Indiana Pacers security staff, like, really, like, sweating, like, God, oh, how come this one went viral? This? Should we take we this might? beer away? Oh, shit. Like, we're going to get caught <laughs> right here. This is terrible. This is a horrible look. Um, I have Aaron Gordon on the clock right now. I think he might be a little bit banged up. Aaron Gordon just is a little too lackadaisical for me, and this is the this is the stretch that matters the most. And it's been a long season; a lot have been asked of him. We talked about tonight. Let's see, does he make an impact on some of these guys? Those were getting torched by the wings tonight. Everybody was eating. Everybody was eating. Aaron Gordon, to me, in that second half, he did step out of it. He did start to play hard and with some intensity. I don't. If he's hurt, honestly, maybe he needs to sit. But if he's not, Aaron Gordon is paid. At, to be one of the guys. I know that, yes, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, those guys are paid above him. They're expected to be above him. They're not here. 
Next man up means, hey, you've got to attack the basket. You've got to play with a sense of pride. You've got to look across and tell your teammates and say, that guy over there, Jason Tatum, don't worry about him tonight. I got him. And that's just not happening right now. Like, to me, him, him and Will himself. Barton are two guys. Like, I don't expect a lot out of Jeff Green. Like, he's a veteran. He was never supposed to be in this role. Aaron Gordon, I expect a lot out of. Will Barton, I expect a lot out of. Those two guys, these last ten games... I, I gotta see something. No, no, I'm saying these next ten games. Yeah, I gotta yeah. see something from him. Yeah, Aaron Gordon gets paid handsomely to be the next guy up. When they are missing those two guys, Aaron Gordon's who you has who has to be the fallback guy. This is a guy that has been like a franchise player at another team who they relied on to be the scorer, to be the defender, to be just the de facto player. And for the Nuggets, he's been everything but. He's been an, an, an extra good piece because of like what his role is but right now with how much Jokic has to do you expect Aaron Gordon to try a little bit harder from from start to finish he, he finishes this game with five field goal attempts and it was because he got it going in the second half yeah. you can't do that if you're the second highest paid guy or the second guy on the team he's taking the same amount of shots as Jeff Green that just doesn't make sense. The bench comes in and does the same amount of things. I really do feel like he was a little bit better defensively as far as like just trying to step up to the challenge. But also, guys are still going off against him. So, yeah, if, if you're banged up, say that. This is the perfect time to be banged up right now because maybe that just like shifts the mindset of, okay, you know they have to prepare for this playing game. It has to be serious. But if not, if you're going to just like trek through it and then after the season come out and say, hey, um, I was playing through these injuries, like, okay, well, now you just cost the team or you made it a little bit worse. So if you're, if you're healthy, play well. If not, why are you here? Yeah. You can see on his face, too, like he's laboring. He's sad. He, uh, he does. He has big, sad vibes. Remember that his, smile after the trade? Yeah, I mean, he's just like, you can see him at the line. He looked like he just looks like he's in pain, like whether it is physical or emotional. Also, this is the worst hairdo he's had. Since he's got here, I I hate these braids. I don't like how he's done it at all. He needs to have it with the with the headband. I don't think that's a little bit part of that's fully the problem. That's the ag. I liked his hair. I thought it was great. No, you did. I just love that this he is like, Eric's like sincere. Earnest. I know. It really like, is. Yeah, I, mean, like a, you guys, I mean, look at you the guys hair. have theories, and I have actually something to point to. That's, like, true, that that's a good point. That was terrible hair. That's, that's evidence. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I'm not actually super surprised, guys. I, you are right. Um, I think both Aaron Gordon and Will Barton are guys where you look at that those five guys together and you go, hell yeah, perfect. Either of them as second and third options, I think you should preemptively cringe. Like I'm the biggest Will def Barton defender out there. He's not on this team. Like Will Barton is, as your second or third best player, it's not going to look good. Yeah, it's just not going to, especially. But even by those adjusted, because I'm with you. But even by those adjusted standards, I still feel they're still below it. No, there's no doubt that either one of them are, or both of them are trending down. But what I'm saying is, it was awesome what they brought for the first third of the season. Even then, I wasn't naive enough to think we're going to see that in the final third of the season. This is where it is just starting to. They just need their guys back. They might not get them back. Um, but anyway, to the to your point, to agree with you guys, when's the last time you walked away from a Nuggets game like Aaron Gordon's defense tonight? It's been a while. It's been a long time. It's been a little bit been here. A long time. Um, coming up here, are you guys watching? The big game is tomorrow, I believe. With uh, is it tomorrow? Yes, Minnesota at Dallas. Like, where are we rooting now? Are you guys rooting for Dallas to win both of those games? 
I guess it's easier. The path for Denver now is easier because you need Dallas to lose two or three. You only need Minnesota to lose one. So I guess we're big Dallas Mavericks fans. Oh, God. Uh, hey. Spencer Dinwiddie. Hey. Luke is cool. Luke and Jokic are good friends. They're buddies, yeah. They always talk glowingly about each other. Yeah, you you got to root for Dallas. Uh, you don't want to be in that play-in spot. I just yeah, feel like this is right. not a type of year that you want to be trying to fight for your playoff life in that type of situation. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm rooting for for Dallas. I'm a big Luca fan right now. <laughs> <laughs> Number one Luca fan over here. This guy. And then right after that, you're gonna have to root for Phoenix. Phoenix at Minnesota. Like we really, I know. <laughs> Sports are so great this time of year where you're just like forced to root for all the. Later on, we're gonna be like, let's go Lakers. Come on, AD. If they lose really? too. If they all lose. It is a rooting for your enemy. You go. It's really the worst. Oh uh, god damn it! Yes, yeah, so if you would, weird bed, bedfellows. What if? Yes, strange bedfellows are made. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing matters if the Nuggets just win. When the Nuggets lose, that's when you have to start looking around and start worrying. If they just take care of business, they win every game. Like, you don't have to look around the association. Right now, that's all we're doing. <laughs> like, we're supposed to be playing offense. We are playing defense, and that yeah. is not good at this time of year. Sucks. It's definitely not good. By the way, Denver's next game, the Clippers, on TNT. It's on TNT, so... National television bounce back and that Clippers team, man, I'm telling you, they're smart. In many ways, it's almost a good challenge for the Nuggets. Like, they really need it. I don't want them to have challenges. I want all easy games. But it's a good challenge in that it's another ex opportunity for this doubling with length, really fronting yoke, trying to see something else. Maybe the Nuggets practice, maybe in secret. Maybe this is a return game for Michael Porter. I don't know. Kind of giving up on that help a little bit, but you never know. Maybe it, uh, maybe we get a little bit of a surprise. Uh, we'll find out. By the way, Harrison Wind is joining us here oh, um, here just shortly. Anybody, uh, just a quick, I know this is like even deeper than around the association, but anybody, uh, March Madness? Dev, I know you've been locked in. You got any March Madness updates? Was there a player that you're like, hey, man, this guy. Uh, Dev looks like he's like March Mad right now. He's got March Mad Dev. <laughs> Everybody knows that one. March <laughs> Mad Dog at us. Yeah. Um, Teddy Williams, like that, that was a guy that really stood out for me. I like that. I like the guard from uh, North Carolina. I was really shocked at, at his play. He just finished for like 30 points with the, with the game winner. Um, I'm glad that we have to stop that. Chet. I really like Chet. You like Chet? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on You're that You're all guy. in on Chet, huh? He gets dunked on every single time, and it still ends up winning the game for them. He does not <laughs> care. He's a, he's, he's a difference maker on that end of the floor. I like it. All right, let's go live to Ball Arena where we've got Harrison win. Live to Ball Arena, home of the Boston Celtics. Harrison, how, how, <laughs> how was your night there uh, at the can? Oh, man, dude. If I have to listen to another Boston fan talk about Jason Tatum and Ime Udoka and Peyton Pritchard, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose it. Peyton Pritchard seems like the ultimate Celtics fan. Let's go, Peyton oh, Pritchard. Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard. Peyton. The guy has so That's much pee -pee. grit. He's just got grit pouring out of his pores. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, honestly, before you get to the postgame, just kind of walk us through. I mean, I had a whole segment on this uh, Celtics crowd. I just We've seen this for years. There's Chicago. There's the Lakers. There's Celtics. Is it getting worse? You know... The only game this season that's felt like this was the Chicago game, but that game, first of all, they were there were way less Chicago fans then than there were Celtic fans tonight, and also that Bulls game was like a really good game. So Nuggets and 
Uh, Bulls fans are going back and forth. Tonight, man, this was brutal. This was maybe the worst I've seen it. You know, some of those Lakers games a couple years ago, the Warriors games, but there was something different about tonight. There was always a ton of Boston fans here. Maybe it was just because they played, like, unbelievable pretty much the entire game. So there was a lot to cheer about. But this is definitely maybe, like, the worst I can remember it. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And, and not just that, like, I don't know because we're just watching the broadcast and obviously hearing what Altitude's saying, but, you know, they were talking about how they were mocking Jokic at certain points, like almost the crowd mocking him. I mean, could you notice any of that? So I tweeted out that, and this was right before halftime, I think, a couple times Jokic was touching the ball and there were MVP chants, ironically, of yeah. course, from Celtic fans. Yeah, and I don't know if they were still chanting MVP from when Jason Tatum had just hit another three, but it seemed to me that a couple times in the second quarter, Yoke got the ball, and there's a was obviously a contingent of of Celtic fans everywhere throughout the arena. There are some there are some MVP chants, of course, in an ironic fashion. Well, all right, take us inside. What did Michael Malone have to say? Well, Malone took definitely notably longer than normal to to come to the podium tonight. Um, he said, look, this game was decided in the first half. Our starting group allowed them to close on a 28-7 run. It appeared to me that the starters gave it and quit, and the bench unit was fighting. Um, and that's kind of why he made that pretty drastic move in the third quarter, the bench the entire starting lineup. I can't remember a coach ever doing that. Um, but he said, look, the bench was fighting. Um, if they're fighting and we're not, you know, that's just not acceptable. If we're fighting and we're losing, that's fine. But if we're getting our butts kicked and our heads down and our body language sucks, like my DNA is, look, I'm not going to reward that. Uh, so that's, you know, why he made that move. And, and that was the theme of the post-game presser. Man, yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't think he was wrong. Do you? I don't think he was wrong either. No, I actually love the move. Um, and he, I think he was right in his assessment. Um, like, I didn't think the Nuggets were necessarily going to win if they started the second half with their starters or their bench. I don't think it really mattered. But I liked him sending a message like that. I, I feel like they need a little wake-up because there's 10 games left. They've had some rough losses as of late. They're definitely not playing their best ball. I think they need a little bit of a wake-up here with the play-in seeming pretty real. And yeah. and like Malone also said that also. He's like, look, with 10 games to go, what are we doing? Uh, it doesn't get any easier. we got the Clippers. we got the Suns. we got the Thunder, who we have a hard time playing against coming up. So he pretty much said, right now, we're going to see what we're made of. Hmm. All righty. What, uh, what else do you have to say? He also addressed kind of the crowd. And he says he told his guys, look, you're lucky this was a Celtics home game because all the chanting from the Celtics drowned out what were probably boos from the Nuggets home crowd. And he said, look, I think some of our guys were in their heads and in their feelings and we just have to get over them. 
we have to get over ourselves. This oh. is brutal, man. You just you keep kicking. We've been down for an hour, and you just keep just pouring know, salt on the like, wound. We, I know. Like the whole yeah. premise of these goddamn shows is it's supposed to be therapeutic. I feel worse. <laughs> yeah, we've done a bad. Even us, we've had a bad job. <laughs> Our crowd is booing DMVR us. are down bad. Wow, so down bad. Yeah. Just gotta talk through it sometimes. Um, so we talked to Bones and Joker tonight, and Bones gave some insight on what happened in the locker room post game. Uh, apparently, around five guys spoke up, Bones said. But the first guy, really the only guy he mentioned by name, was DeMarcus Cousins. And I think that's significant. Um, Bones just said, uh, look, DeMarcus talked, and um, I think the message hit home. He pretty much said, look, we're not playing hard enough right now. We got 10 games left, and we got to kind of get our ass into gear. Um Cousins was, or Bones was also asked about the second quarter um, and benching the starters heading into the third. Um, and he said, look, like, we're just not playing hard enough right now. All of us, the bench, we were able to cut the lead down, but, you know, by then it was too late. Fortunately, these habits, though, they're easy to fix. It's really just effort. Uh, it's the will to fight, the will to win. Go out there and play with heart. Nobody's stealing us right now. Okay. All righty. I mean, saying some right things, but God, man, this. <laughs> I need a, I need a, a gritty blowout on on Tuesday for my own sanity. In the meantime, might I suggest some alcohol? You yeah. feel good? You I feel, good? I perked up in the last ten minutes. Just relax. <laughs> right. I gotta say though, you've been nursing that pretty hard, or babysitting. Mm -hmm. I am, I am drinking my second cup of whiskey. So <laughs> just what so else? You know. Keep going here. Both getting drunk. You know, get us some notes. Didn't know it was that bad over there. It's bad, um, dude. It's bad. Uh, it's not great. And then we spoke to Yoke tonight as well. Um, he was asked directly, did he speak up in the locker room post game, And he said no. And he was asked why he didn't. And he said, look, because I had nothing to say. Um, tonight's game, we lost because of me. He took 100% blame. He said, it's pretty simple. I just missed a lot of shots. They played really good defense on me. Uh, maybe I forced it. I just thought I had easy scores, but I didn't. They guarded me really well. It's that simple, he said. Hmm. Well, taking taking ownership, I guess. Yeah. Um, and they just kind of spoke to like where the team's at. He said, look, throughout the season, you have runs a good play, you have runs a bad play. Last six games, we have not been playing well, but in his opinion, it's kind of normal. You know, but we don't want to be doing it this late in the season because we we want to avoid the play-in. Um, like, we definitely don't want to be there. Um, but he did say, you know, guys speaking up post-game, that's, that's positive vibes after a loss like this. Um, but, yeah, the theme of his comments was he... He took all the blame. He said, I played really bad, and that's why we lost. Okay. Alrighty. Well, there you go. Um, anything else? Um, Bones did have a comment about the crowd and how, look, Nuggets fans, he said, like, we need, we need you guys to fight with Celtics fans to be, like, the loudest people in the building. But I think it was more of like, this is the first time Bones has played against the Celtics at home. This happens every year. He just doesn't really know. But he was kind of ticked off about it, you can tell. I'm telling you. 
He's like, Mile High City, baby? I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. This is I. Bones is young enough that he shares these types of opinions and insights, but I know they all feel it. That's what I'm saying. It's like. Absolutely. I know they all feel it. So this has got to be a drag. Harrison, you're doing the Lord's work. Um, we'll see you tomorrow. Get home safe. Uh, yes. Everybody else, cue that outro music. We can get out of here. We're already past an hour for a loser's Who's line. driving me home? <laughs> everybody that's in here, that's still in the chat, still watching Take the show, you guys are real ones. Uh, tough one. Tough pill to swallow, but a season. A season is highs. A season is lows. That's what brings it all together. Right oh. now, we're suffering. We uh, are entering a, a moment of uncertainty, I would call it. The season has had a lot of uncertainty to it but here the nuggets stand in the seventh seed after being in the playoffs for almost the entire season here they are 10 games to go gut check time it sucks it's not the position it's not the lot we wanted but you know what there's still an interesting story to be written still some pages left ain't done uh, yet man. ain't done, ain't yet. done yet uh big big week for the nuggets i'm curious to see how they respond i'm honestly genuinely curious to see how this team responds on tuesday because this is the most they've sort of been yeah. punched in the mouth and kicked and, and i just want to see what they got I, I, in my heart, believe you're going to see a very different performance uh, come this next game. We've This team is, like, pretty resilient. Th this team has been given a lot of really bad scenarios to deal with. The entire, I mean, losing two of your best players right off the bat is not uh, really the way you want to go to, into a se season, especially having been increasing with momentum and inertia every season leading up to this one. But they, they there's... Jokic has a way of responding. Barton has a way of responding. I'd be very surprised if we see them play another game this terribly throughout the rest well, of the year. Most importantly, Dev, do you have a way of responding? Because I'm broke, and I need a date. Yes, I have a date night on yes. Tuesday. So. It's, it's going to bounce back. They're going to bounce back. As he just said, the Nuggets always bounce back. And it's 10 games. It's gut check time. So the Nuggets will respond. All right. All right. Then well, we you go. respond. <laughs> All right, everybody, hit that like button on the way out. We'll see you tomorrow. We got a podcast tomorrow, 2.30. We'll see you then.